Hey, my name is Alina. Welcome to the Unraveled Podcast. My name is Nina. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all things real estate, life, women in business, and really just being a millennial in 2023. Absolutely. What are we drinking today? So today I made us a peach margarita. Um, I normally prefer to use like fresh fruit and kind of make it more like fresh, um, but I could not find any peaches at Publix. Mm. So I went with a, still did a peach margarita, but I used a peach syrup instead of like a like real fruity peach base. It is good. Yeah. So for every episode, we're going to try to do like a um, signature co- cocktail, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I like making cocktails. It's probably one of my hobbies that I enjoy doing. Um, so yeah, we're going to give it a shot. And Nina is a great test test taster. Well, Taste tester. Yeah. Well, for my margaritas. If you're making them, I'm going to be drinking them. And Perfect. That's That's a good situation. Perfect. What do you think? It's great. Been too sweet, too. Actually, no. I had salty. it and I thought normally the mixes are too sweet. Okay. But this is this is good. Okay, good. So we're, we're started off to a good start. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I normally prefer the fresh fruit in them, but you know, this will do. You'll try it. next time. You can try them with the fresh fruit. So, I guess tell me a little bit about how you got into real estate, but kind of the backstory of, I guess, early life, how things transitioned to investment, being a business owner, all of that stuff. Because when I asked you to do this podcast with me, I, I admire you and how you run your business. So tell us a little bit about that. So let me start from the very beginning then. So my family's originally from Haiti, my, both my mom and my dad, Um, I'm one of five siblings and one of the ones that are first generation American. So I was born here in the States. Um, my parents have always been in real estate, like from his, from day one, from what I can remember, my mom was a mortgage broker and my dad did a lot of buying and flipping. Well, they both did a lot of buying and flipping, but like they both were just like fully into real estate. Um, I lost both my parents when I was about six. Um, my dad's still alive. I say lost because I don't have them, neither one of them in my life. My mom actually passed away. Um, but then we, me and my five siblings were adopted. That didn't go very well. Um, but my adopted parents were in real estate as well. They knew, um, they knew my birth parents because they both were in real estate. So that's how that connection was. They were actually friends with my birth parents. Um, and they ended up adopting us. Um, when I was 18 left, um, as we actually, when we were all 18, we left and we, I got an opportunity to work at a, um, real estate brokerage doing like admin stuff. And then eventually she wanted me to get my real estate license. And from there, I was like, I really actually enjoy real estate. I think I want to do this full time. So while I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be like a fashion designer, interior designer, even a oceanographist. I think that's how you say it. Oceanographer? Oceanographer. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) That's why I'm not one because I can't even pronounce it. Um, did multiple different things where I, things that I thought I wanted to be. And then when I, do, you know, dived into real estate, I was like, this is actually, I could see myself doing this. I really enjoy it. Um, while I was getting my real estate license, I was actually going to school full time to be a FBI agent. Cause I thought I wanted to do that really? too. <laughs> so like I am, I have like, I have like one year left to get wow. my undergrads, which I may go back for. I don't really know. Um, so buyers and sellers, you can't mess with her basically. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that, but I mean, 
Um, I, I did go to school for criminal justice because I thought I wanted to be FBI agent. And then again, when I started in the real estate industry, I was like, I really enjoy this. I think I want to do this full time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I quit school and then just pursued the real estate career and have just hit the ground running since I've started. Um, but all of that due to the great support system I've had with my family, but also the brokerage I was working at, like they've taught me everything I needed to know from the ground up. Mm. So yeah, that's great. What about yourself? Well, so I was actually born in Thailand, um, one of 13 siblings. So there were eight girls, five boys, and lived there till I was an adult, pretty much. And then moved to, spent some time in Australia, and then moved to the U.S. And real estate was really not on the radar at all. I went to school for music and art. Nothing is awesome as studying to be an FBI agent, but um, <laughs> then, you know, moved to the U.S. and... I was working for a few different people and there was one specific person I was working for that had a property that they were trying to sell and I was not licensed at the time, but we pretty much did all the renovations and I was giving them advice on what we need to do to sell the property for hire and we weren't making any money. I wasn't making any money from it. It was kind of like slave labor, honestly. Um, and I just remember one day I was sitting in the kitchen on the floor painting the cabinets thinking, why am I doing this? Luckily, I had a good friend at the time who was a real estate agent. She said, well, why don't you get your real estate license? And I had never thought to even do that. And from that day, the whole journey began. Um, so it was almost one day to the next, hopelessness to opportunity. Um, a lot of work along the way, but Absolutely. it was kind of, yeah. And then moved to Georgia a few years ago and kind of the rest is history. But I like what you said where you talked about the people that supported you and the people that in the brokerage that you were in that you learned from because we don't get anywhere alone. Absolutely. And uh, there was, you know, one wonderful lady in the brokerage that I joined and she really taught me so many things and she made a huge difference. Without her, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So Why do you feel like she gave you that? Why did she feel like she gave you that support system? You know... I'm not sure why she chose me or why she wanted to help me. She is, uh, she was a teacher for many, many years. So she has a teacher's heart and she would probably help anyone. Um, but I don't know her and I just connected and I could call her late at night, ask her contract questions. Hey, we have the situation, this inspection, just, you know, all the different questions you have as a new agent, sure. how to fill in the contracts, how to, I mean, communicate, call, licensing, just all the details. And she was willing to answer every question. And it really did, it didn't benefit her necessarily. She just did it to help. And I think it's so important to give back because uh, that's really what she did. She just helped me when no one else was and no one else wanted to, but she did. Plus, so. you're getting something out of it sometimes. But, yes. You know. I mean, usually that's real life. Uh, nothing is free, but. I am grateful for her because it made a big difference. So that's awesome. So like, I know this was probably maybe two years ago, which is when I feel like I started like seeing your name and like seeing your real estate signs, um, a lot. And I was like, I've never heard of this person before. Like, who is she? Um, because most of the, most, most agents, I'm most agents I'm familiar with in Athens mm -hmm. and, um, your, your name wasn't just one of those ones I was familiar with, but I was, I kept seeing it all over the place. And I was like, who is this person? And then at the awards banquet, you know, you were awarded with, um, what's it called? New face of the year award. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's why. 
Um, what made, and I say all that because like you came into the industry new as everyone else, but in such a short amount of time, like you hit the ground running, like you were freaking killing it in real estate. What do you feel was the, what do you feel, what do you feel pushed you to get you to where you are? What was your, um, what's what I'm looking for? The why? Yes. What was your why? Well, I would say probably two things. Um, when I was first licensed, I'd recently lost my dad to cancer. And so that was a very dark year, truthfully. So kind of coming out of that year, you know, I thought if, if this person was still here today, what opportunities would they be taking? They wouldn't be afraid. Um, just living life to the full and really putting your best efforts out there. So that was one thing. But then the second factor, if I'm honest, which it may or may not be good, but Coming from the situation with my previous employer, I really wanted to prove that you were capable. Correct. You know, that I could do it, that we could do it, that there was opportunity and growth and to kind of show probably myself that it was possible. So I would say a combination of the two, but then also real estate really benefited and helped my family personally. Um, You know, an investment property. The second investment property, those things really made a huge difference and they were a blessing financially. So I thought if other people knew these tips and tricks, if other people were able to do this, how that would then benefit their family. So it's kind of layered in a way. Um, and, you know, the wise change as you go along. Uh, my coach tells me that if you ever see your business going down, it's because your why is not strong enough and why's are always changing. So that's really good advice. What about you? What do you think is the why behind your business? Uh, you know, you have property management as well, in addition to resale. Um, so what do you think drives you? I don't necessarily know if I have a why as much as I am just my personality and being as driven as I am. I just want to be the best in anything that I do. Um, I just have that person. I mean, people say it all the time, but like I try to truly live it. Like that personal belief, that belief of, you know, you only have one life. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to make the best of it? Are you going to be average? Are you going to be, you know, the best that you can be in X, Y, Z? And for me, like, no matter what I'm going to do, like, I'm going to strive to be the best at it. If I'm, if I'm going to cook a meal, like if I'm going to be a chef, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to be the best chef possible and be, you know, number one. Um, so that's just my attitude when it comes to, to life in general and just Mm -hmm. striving to be the best at whatever I do instead of just half asking it quite honestly. Yeah. Um, as you were talking about that, I remember one line that someone said to me before I got into real estate, they said, don't come crawling back to me when you fail. mm. I didn't say anything, but I thought in my head, it was just kind of like set in stone. You're not going to, I will never come crawling back to anything again. Um, and you know, hopefully through time growth and healing, but I think it's good to have that resolution why you're doing something, what drives you, the competitiveness, you know. And I would say that's what it is for me, like the competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So really the why is the most important thing. Um, you know, you talked about how you had siblings and you are probably involved in supporting them and everything. Do you think there's anything you learned through your personal experiences that you've been able to transfer over to the business side that has made you well-equipped as a business owner? It's a broad question. Narrow that down just a little bit. So <laughs> I always think about the 
things I've learned, you know, whether you come from a big family or you have grown up abroad, or if you've come from any kind of challenge, you learn strategies to cope and grow and prosper and problem solve. Um, and so for me, the problem solving was something that I was able to transfer over. Okay. Do you think there was anything that was easy to transition into real estate that you're already equipped with that you didn't have to learn that you could just kind of transfer over? I feel like I, I feel like, no, like, I feel like a lot of the, um, stuff that I've, a lot of it I have had to develop over time. Um, just simple things like conflict resolution, like having mm. conversations about, you know, how you're feeling and being open to those things. I've all, I've had to learn in my personal life and in, in that my personal life, but also has helped me in the industry as well. Um, simple things like um, being able to stand up for yourself and have a conversation about why you feel X, Y, Z, and that mm. you feel like you're, you're not being, you're not getting what you're worth yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I've had to develop a lot of those communication skills over time, which has helped me again, personally and in my career. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Building boundaries is important. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know? With clients, friends, yeah. family, like all of those things. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I'm actually still learning in my personal life is building boundaries in my relationship with my family and my friendships and all of those things, which I think are incredibly valuable, you know, in your personal life and in your business life as well. So I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. Yeah. It's interesting because sometimes I think people say they get into real estate because they don't want to work a nine to five. Um, but you end up, I think, working more, more hours yeah. in real estate, but then it's all about balance. Agreed. So you have to self-manage, you have to keep a schedule, but it's not necessarily less hours, you know? It's just funny. You've just traded nine, you've just traded a set schedule for 24 mm -hmm. seven, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you mentioned that because when I first started in the industry, I had like no form of boundaries for myself mm. or the clients that I work with. Like I would have clients text me at 12 o'clock at night. And if I'm up, I'm texting them back. If I'm not up and I, you know, I hear the message, I'm still texting them back. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just how I operated. Um, but like over time, as I develop more, a little bit of a personal life, I'm like, that doesn't work as often to just be, you know, at people's beck and call. Yeah. And, you know, also in that time frame when you're, you know, jumping at people's beck and call, they expect that out of you. Mm -hmm. So regardless if you texted them one time at 12 o'clock at night and you didn't the next time, they're going to be like, oh, she's not doing her job. She's not texting me back when she needs to. Yeah. And it, it again, established, it makes them think that this is, when you set the standard, you got to maintain that standard. That's the norm. Um, <laughs> so um, I've had to learn in my career that you have to set boundaries with people. Rather it's, um, rather it's, you know, mindless things you don't think about, like the time that you text them yeah. versus saying like, Hey, this is the time that I can show you property. And this is, you know, this is what it is or mm -hmm. just different, just different things like that. Like you have to set boundaries in your career and in your personal mm -hmm. life. I totally agree with that. I've noticed, which is interesting. There are certain things that you can do to set yourself apart in business or, you know, in real estate. And they're very simple that a lot of people don't do anymore. Like, answering the phone, texting oh you back. I mean, just really, truly, they're not hard, but most people don't do them. And that was a real surprising thing to me when I got into this industry, mm -hmm. you know, customer service yeah. was not there. But um, on the agent side. Correct. Of yeah. yeah. On the agent side. Um, 
I feel like a but lot. But honestly, of- actually, on the agent side with the customer too, I see That's that true. all the time as well. That's true. Um, where we end up nearly representing the other side. Not, I wouldn't say representing. That's a strong word. Doing the but work. assisting the other side mm-hmm. because the agent just falls off the map when they put it under contract. Oh yeah, I closed a property uh, about a month ago. Now I was working with the seller. They were downsizing. Beautiful home. They had built it. They lived there for forty years. Um, and we received a great offer. Went under contract. And for a buyer, now this buyer I'm not representing, they will come get an inspection. They'll probably be visiting the property multiple times during the transaction. Never once did their agent come. Now, I'm glad to always go because my job is to get the property sold. Right. But I'm just thinking, how do those buyers feel? Because their their agent agent is is not here, you know? So, you know, luckily we closed. Everyone's happy. But I was just thinking, got to do better. I agree. I agree. And simple communications with the other party as well. Like other party in terms of like agent to agent. Like if I'm in a transaction with you, like you've got to pick up your phone. You've got to respond to text Mm -hmm. message. At the end of the day, like a transaction, you can, anyone can put a house under contract, but getting to the closing table is the most difficult part. And if, you know, if, if you even have one party, like the attorney's office or the, the buyer's agent or the listing agent or Mm -hmm. the buyer in general, I've had that happen multiple times where they're just unresponsive throughout the process. Like you're going to have a hard time getting the closing if not at all. Yeah. So I think it's very important, like just between agents, like you have that easy line of communication and picking up your phone, texting back and just, you know, making the process just seamless and getting to closing. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm excited. I think that probably wraps up our first episode. We will be releasing an episode every Wednesday. So once a week, it will be probably about 15 to 30 minutes on average. We would love for you to join us. You can find the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts and also follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and we'll see you next week. Hi.